Hey folks, uh, before we get started today, I just want to let you know that uh, when putting this episode together, we were kind of on a rushed uh, two-hour pre-prep. Uh, as such, I did not fully read the mission briefing for the uh, adventure we were doing. As such, the players and I were only working off the first page of the uh, mission briefing. Thanks, enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to Listen to These Nerds. Tonight we're going to be playing Mission Accomplished, uh, where three super spies have to explain to me what happened to all the budget. Hmm. I'm John, and I'm going to be playing Mission Control. Uh, the mission for today is Fly Me to the Moon Laser. The villains, that's V-I-L-L-A-I-N-S, a acronym, uh, operatives have captured... Moon Base Zeta Key 7, a small independent run lunar research facility codenamed Oasis, and installed a high powered laser cannon capable of leveling an entire city block in seconds. Your primary objective is to destroy the moon laser with the following secondary objectives 1. Rescue the Oasis crew. Uh, 37 Oasis researchers are being held hostage and forced to operate the moon laser. Two, plant surveillance equipment. We want to know what Oasis knows. Three, replant Neil Armstrong's flag. Villains agents knocked it over as a sign of disrespect. Four, hand off emergency supplies. Food and water are running dangerously low on the Oasis. Five, bring back Dr. Mond alive. He's too valuable to lose. Take that as you will. Six, soft update software. With Mr. Moon disabled, the Oasis's computers have been unable to restart and make necessary system updates. Hmm. So that's the mission. So who, who do we have uh, here at the debriefing table? Okay, hi. I'm Chris, and I'm going to be playing the character of Remy Decoteau, a master of stealth and infiltration. And uh, uh, what's a, a fun fact about Remy? Well, Remy, he has been in the secret agent uh, profession, you might say, for a long, long time. However, as a result of many double crosses from many other agents, he has grown very paranoid of anyone who isn't French. So, if they happen to come from another country, he would constantly question their motives as well as their general sense of character and competence. Uh-huh. And what did you contribute to the mission? Oh! Isn't it obvious? I, if not for me, the whole thing would have gone belly up. It was me, single-handedly, who was able to ensure the true success of this mission, the destruction of the laser, and the safe return of all the employees. Alright, so, your contribution was the whole mission? Most of it. I'd say, um, listen, 85% on a group project, that's a B+. <laughs> the Pareto effect applied to secret agents. <laughs> right. Um, essentially, one of the other agents, the fuck, he just put his name on the report and that was it. Uh-huh. Uh, Speaking of the fop, uh, my name is Harry, and I'll be playing Chet Masterson Fitzgerald Swarvington IV, or Chet, whose specialty is sabotage. Uh, what's the fun fact about Chet? Uh, well, you see, uh, due to some, shall we say, creative attempts at ensuring large family inheritances, 
Uh, Chet is distantly related to all royalty in the Eurosphere, as it were. And we have some merry, tenuous claims to the Russian throne if we decide to bring that back. And uh, what was your contribution to the mission? Well, unlike some undignified gentlemen, I'm far more humble in my accomplishments. For it was me and my expertise in sabotage that sabotaged the moon laser, which prevented it from possibly destroying things of worth and value. Alright. And our final agent at the debriefing table? Uh, hi, I'm Joey, and I'll be playing Tex Maverick, uh, international man of many accents. <laughs> uh, his uh, specialty is disguises. Um, uh, and the fun fact is, well, you know, sometimes I'm a good old boy. Sometimes I'm just like a street tough. Crikey, sometimes I'm an Australian. But I can't, I just can't control my accent. Although none of them are weird or creepy or really inappropriate. Just mildly offensive. <laughs> Truly a master of your craft. And what was your contribution to the mission? Well, what do I say except, uh... I was able to befriend the villains of Villainess. Specifically, uh, the fairer of them. If you know what I mean. Do you mean to say fear her? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, uh, now that we know our uh, agents, it's time for them to write their reports. So, okay. um, on your left, you will see an agent. On your right, you will see another agent. One of these agents, you know, contributed positively to the mission. Uh, secretly, mm -hmm. write down which agent contributed positively to the mission and what their contribution was. So, um, now, there is a, another agent you haven't written a report about. This agent fucked something up. Please write down what they messed up. Okay, so now, um, while uh, Control, that's me, is, going, is looking over your reports... It's uh, coffee break time, so you can all uh, have a coffee break in character while I go piece together what actually happened on this mission. What's the mission control's coffee room look like? Is it extravagant or bare bones? I mean, you do work for a very... Uh, uh, lucrative? Lucrative. I like to imagine it's actually uh, very yeah, thin. You were sent to space. That's, it's that's true. your budget. Yeah. Well, no, so all this budget went to going to space, so there's nothing for the coffee. Well, I like to imagine it's actually like a, a, a single like table, and each of us are in our each in our own corner that are individually lit. Ah, and everything yes, else is dark, so we're all just sitting there, each in our own yeah. seat. So uh, Chet has gotten a... Uh, went over to the espresso machine and made himself a nice macchiato. And he sits down in his corner, quietly sipping it. Hmm. Te uh, Tex is uh, doing his post-mission... Uh, uh, you know, uh, organization. He has all of his uh, disguises laid out. So you see, if he's putting, he's not putting a sombrero into a. <laughs> like he folds the sombrero. Yeah, no, he literally he has, a, he has a foldable sombrero that he folds and puts into a bag. Uh -huh. uh, uh, Mister, the clown outfit goes in. Yeah, rolls next. it up. Ah, uh, Mister Maverick, I see that you're handling your uh, proclivities for the next mission. Good man. As he's holding the the clown outfit. His accent uh, uh, set, sets accordingly. Well, don't you know? I gotta make sure I got all my tools. Whoa! Chet is like that, like like rich person mortified, where it's like someone dared speak to me in a tone I don't like, but he's very clearly trying to keep in check. Like, yes, yeah. quite. 
Yes, you should make sure you have your rubber chicken on hand before you go on your mission. Well, if I don't, what am I gonna hit him with? <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, I finish my coffee just straight black, uh, dark as my outlook on life, and I go back to my corner of the office, which has been set up with high-tech LEDs and specialized lights to render everything it covers entirely in black and white. So at this, uh, once so once you leave, like kind of go around to the thing, and mm-hmm. I realize you're a bit out of earshot. I'm going to go over to Maverick, and I'm going to be, like, oh, Maverick, do you have time for a word? Uh, Quietly, so he, he is now holding a bowler hat. Well, uh, what do you say there, pal? Look, I have this distinct feeling that Lenny's going to throw us under the bus. You know how he is, the or how the French are. And I believe that he might be trying to pull a fast one on us. Let's say that you and I sort of come together to make sure that that doesn't happen. Putting putting away a pinstripe suit. Hey, see? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a man of many cultures, see? Yes, but even you have to see that Rennie is obviously full of himself. I mean, just look at the way he carries himself around the office, so... Offshore and blase. It's, it's horrifying. Ah, you think he's some sort of dirty rat? You think he's uh, trying to pull up 21 Skidoo on us, eh? Mm, not sure what that means. Yes, let's go with that. Oh, oh. well, uh, I'm just saying. Better make sure our knickers don't get all twisted, eh? <laughs> Quite. <laughs> just good to know that we're on the same side. Uh, gentlemen, if you could return to the conference. Ah, very well. I finish my macchiato, and I put the glass back on my very mahogany desk. There's just a stack of cups, because I assume someone else will come around to clean them up. Uh, was it? Fuck. Um, yeah, I take the needle off of the record that's been playing, you know, slow trumpet music, and I step out of my office and go into the meeting room. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, these reports are interesting. Um, well, clearly you all had made some contribution to the mission, so here is your contribution die for Ooh. the contribution you thought of during character creation. Nice. Now, starting from the, after the briefing, uh, would someone like to start walking me through, uh, what your steps were in preparation for the mission? Well, uh, knowing that we were going to be on the moon, I uh, began to, once we... Uh, so, sorry, time out for one second. Are we assuming that like there's some sort of leeway before you we went to space? Or, yeah, but, okay. like, what, did you go to Q, our version of Q? Did you... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, like, or did you um, uh, go, you know, uh, get, um, go, like, talk to your network of contacts? Right. You, like, what, like... This is the time to talk about your your preparation. Your preparation. Okay. Well, once I realized that this would be a extraterrestrial adventure, I chartered a service that allows someone to briefly experience zero G environments on Earth, and use that as an opportunity to orient myself to the low gravity environments we'd be facing on the moon. I also use this opportunity to look over the schematics of the moon laser, so that I know exactly where to strike to in order to ensure its destruction. Uh, out of character. Is this where we screw each other over? Can we, like, say that a person did a thing? Um, yeah, so, um, you can, 
like not call out the thing we gave you, but like say, hey, they said they did this, but the unintended consequence was this. Yeah, yeah, like ah. uh, it's it's a yes and situation. Oh, okay. So build yeah, unless there is clearly a contradiction between something somebody said, yeah. something that you know maybe got written down. Okay, cool. Um, um, all right, <clears throat> all right, let's go back in. Uh, text now wearing a spiked choker. Uh, is that why, is that chartered flight why the budget went immediately over and we had to get extra funding from the aquatic spy division? Not that it matters, like anything matters. Ugh. <laughs> wow, that, that sounds like, uh, like you were in violation of, uh, habit seven mm. of the seven habits of highly effective black ops agents. Fiscal responsibility. I believe that's a citation. I immediately shoot text, just the dirtiest fucking look. The sort of look that only someone with, like, the bluest of blood in their veins can muster. Uh, my, you, you, you fail to realize that while wearing the, the choker, I have a nihilistic <laughs> apathy, uh, which you, deflects you, any sort of disrespect. Yeah, you, you've engaged punk mode. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking more goth mode, but okay, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Every time you look away and look back, I have more eyeliner on. <laughs> hmm. Um, was there anything else you did in preparation for the mission? Well, as for myself, I made sure to requisition specialized space suits that would not impede our mobility once we enter the moon base. For if any sort of uh, incident were to happen to force us to exit the base and go out onto the habitat of the moon, I wanted to make sure that we will not be caught flat-footed, you see. Are those spacesuits standard issue? I had them specially requisitioned for the standardized spacesuits are large and bulky, and any sort of rip would cause them to decompress instantly. Hmm, well then maybe that's the reason why our budget went so overblown. Hey, don't you put that shit on me! Um, hmm... But why did the spacesuits force us to all wear them completely naked underneath? Look, it's about being able to breathe in that thing. Yeah, but once we got in there, it was like a total pain. Look, if you if you act as though you know you don't go naked underneath all the suits you wear, come on, it allows for maximum mobility. Every true spy knows that they go commando underneath whatever it is they wear. Well, then let us hope that Oasis doesn't have any surveillance footage to show us in, uh, the buff. I'm sure there'd be a black eye on the agency if it was revealed that we'd have to run through stark naked before we could actually do anything. Please, if you are embarrassing that by that, then you do not take pride in your own thought. <laughs> oh, no, no. We're not at that part yet, Joey. Yeah, no, he, he's oh, okay. going through. Um, alright, so, well, uh, gentlemen, did you find these spacesuits were in any way beneficial to the mission? Oh, well, I guess it kept me from dying, which, you know, I guess that's a positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Well, um, given that it did, uh, you, you didn't buy any spacesuits just for yourself, uh, I'm going to see this as a conflict of, uh, Habit 3, Team Spirit, and Habit 7, Fiscal Responsibility. You're on thin ice. Now, um, after your preparation... Oh, did you just want to... Yeah, do you, did, did you, did you, did you, you have any... I, I'm 
didn't. I, I was gonna give okay, you an okay, offer okay, okay. to. Um, <clears throat> if you wanted to do it, you don't have to. Like, how about you, impressionist? Did you make any preparations for the mission? Um. <clears throat> uh, you look over and um, uh, Texnell has a full beard somehow, um, and he looks almost like he's uh, and he's, he's also wearing officer fatigues. Ah oh, man, it was it was fucked up. I had to cram all my outfits into one tiny suitcase that would fit on the suit. It was fucking anarchy, man. Suits and ties everywhere, all over the place. It was madness. Wouldn't it have made more sense to simply bring the standard issue Oasis uniforms and not, perchance, everything else? No offense, I don't think a clown in space would be very, um, inconspicuous. That's the point. That's the point, man! You understand! You weren't there, man! I you were in the trenches in the clown shoes! I mean, I was there. We all went on- But the you weren't wearing the shoes! <laughs> <laughs> he is- he is correct. How can you hope to sneak up on an enemy position when your every step squeaks like a bicycle horn? And whose fault is that? So... So, Chet, you are insinuating that, um, uh, are, are, are you insinuating that, that, uh, Tex has broken some... I believe, uh, subsection 6 is probably to do so. Ooh. After all, it's entirely possible that he could have brought more pertinent mission, oper- uh, operational materials if we didn't have to cram all of his... Disguises into the spacesuit. It was waste in space with some registered contraband. All right. Okay. Um, uh, you know, uh, the, the the rocket ship does have a weight limit for a reason. Agent Tex, um, please keep that in mind next time you choose your mission gear. Uh, Tex has now adopted a thousand-yard stare <laughs> in his uh, shell-shocked officer's outfit. Instead of like hearing explode like the, the flashbacks explosions, like cloud shoe honks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it, the, the PTSD flashback in the background of of his of his mind is actually just like. All right, so tell me about your approach to the um, enemy hull facility. Well, Remy was able to infiltrate advan- in advance using his physical dexterity and skills, uh, and basically provided us access into the area in order for us to both get inside the base and to provide us with a convenient escape route for both us and the scientists. I slithered through a vent only eight inches wide. Yes. Um, according to this, you were uh, completely m- nude, covered in moon dust at the time? <laughs> Well, Ooh, yeah, that cuts. Ooh, there's so many cuts. <laughs> I must say, it is uh, un- the moon dust is unfortunately much more abrasive than you might expect. I'm covered with little micro cuts, and as a result, I was able to use my blood as a lubricant to get through the vents. <laughs> I would be in great pain if it wasn't for the fact that my life is already such. Mm. Okay. So I was able to infiltrate the base. Um, wriggling out of the vent in a nude and blood-covered state. And once you were in the base, can you explain uh, how you allowed the... Um, it says... Um, how you were able to plant cameras? Mm. Well, 
Um, you mean the cameras that uh, we brought with us for the mission? Uh, um, yeah, the security cameras. We, oh. One of the missions was the plane security. Yeah, number two. Well, um, due to my state, at which point I infiltrated the base, there was only one place I could reasonably store the, c- the security cameras. Inside my ears. So. That's not where I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> Bait and switch, baby. Yeah, so, yeah, Harry, I might actually need more of these. Uh, those ones, yeah. So, after plucking them out of my ear canals, I began installing them all around. Well, I installed them in key positions. I could only carry two with me. So, so after planting the cameras in two advantageous positions, I was able to feed the information back to my comrades outside. Right. Um, and this uh, lines up with everyone's reports, then? Uh, now, uh, do you hope Bagpack's now sporting a beanie with a little propeller and is holding a balloon? Yeah, mister, I think so! <laughs> Alright. Now, um... I don't know, though, I'm just a little kid! Thank you. Alright, well done, uh, Remy. Very good. Make sure you go in for, like, better de-cleansing, because those moon, that moon dust will get everywhere. Oh, yes. I have been told that I have reduced my lifespan by five years because of this mission. <laughs> moon dust, when it gets in the blood, it is a natural poison for the human body. Um, and, uh, can you explain how you were able to set up an escape route for the scientists? Ah, as for that, um, after planting the security cameras like so, essentially I was able to take a master key which I had located inside my throat using a pouch which I tied to a string that I tied around my back molar. I fished it out of my esophagus and using this key card I was able to essentially swipe and infiltrate the room where the scientists were. From there I directed them with a plan to the nearest exits which would be able to uh, locate a vehicle which could transport them to the craft that we used to land on the moon in the first place. I distinctly remember the scientists being far less calm. They were screaming about some bloody madman that was cursing at them in French to run. As Those much- stupid <laughs> scientists were cowards! They didn't want to move! I had to encourage them using force! Did you identify yourself as an agent of Hyro? Hmm? The, the organization we belong to. Um, well, I might have forgotten that part in the process. I mean, I told them that I was help. And honestly, anybody who isn't the people who hijacked the laser, obviously, they were trying to look a gift horse in the mouth. Who are you? Where are your credentials? How can we trust you, naked Frenchman? Jesus! Well, I don't know, mister, but, like, maybe you shouldn't have run off on your own. I infiltrated the best to ensure that we would be able to carry out this mission successfully. But, but whatever we, well I, well, I don't know, but whatever we called you, all you did was scream. And then we didn't know where you were, and I got scared. Oh, for crap. I have no qualms about Mr. Remy's infiltration abilities, but I believe that it is entirely possible that an agent of Hyro effectively showing themselves, showing their, uh, pardon my French, whole ass to the world is in fact a problem for our organization's, uh, credibility. First off, pardon my French, that is a racist term, I'll have you know. <laughs> Secondly, um, any 
everybody would be proud of showing an ass like this to the world. This is Hiro's ass! Right. Well, um, while you were able to, um, successfully, uh, exfiltrate the scientists, um, you, uh, did not communicate properly with the, your team, so you will be not getting an additional commendation. Mm. Speaking of the rest of your team, sorry, what was your character's name again, Harry? Uh, Chet. Chet. Um, could you please explain how, upon entering the base, you ended up bleeding, ev- cutting your hand and bleeding everywhere due to your hemophilia? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut in uh, more ways than one. Well, yes, it is true that my family's, uh, unique genetic disposition does, in fact, lend itself to certain conditions. However, I was able to... I was... I did cut myself on a piece of extruded piping, uh, mostly from helping Remy get into the vents. It seems that wasn't the shot... It was quite sharp. However, I quickly managed to staunch the flow of bleeding using our standard-issue medical kits that I managed to have inside of the spacesuit that I brought with me. And as such, kept the bleeding to a minimal amount. It also did not impact my further mission goals, as it was simply a minor cut. Really? Because it says here in this report that you bled everywhere. I do say so myself. Fat suit, uh, much chop. Uh-huh. Was quite the was quite a incessant amount of blood everywhere. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure that was... I'm sure the report is simply mistaking the blood of uh, Sir Remy here for my own. Oh, please. You know, for someone who claims to have such a proper and superior family line with royalty, it really says something that your whole uh, genesis could be ended with a simple paper cut. My family has managed to maintain its position for generations. And as I said before, it's entirely plausible that the blood, uh, about in the report, was simply Mr. Remy's. If we're going to be talking about cuts, certainly Mr. Remy here has suffered far more than any of us. Uh, I have sacrificed more than any of you for the sake of this mission. You brought that about by your own incompetence. Besides, you don't have a family tree, you have a family ladder. Well, I do say myself myself. We must simply look at the security footage. And uh, we uh, hit, uh, text hit the button, and it shows, uh, uh, and it uh, shows Chet uh, having his hand cut, and then going, like having a moment and putting handprints all over the yeah. place. Well, if you'll roll the tape forward a bit more, and we read, and I fast forward the tape until the end, and you actually see that Chet. Right before leaving, pulls out a series of very dainty silk handkerchief uh-huh. and proceeds to wipe the blood. It doesn't really clean up most of it, but it does get rid of all the fingerprints and such. Right. Now, so, now it seems oh, like I wasn't oh. the only one that brought his own equipment. So, just a heads up. If you can't, as agents, decide... What happened? Uh, yeah, what happened. Instead of somebody getting one of these... Uh, Everybody gets one. I get oh, one the big dice. dice. Oh shit. So, how the scoring at the end of the game works is you roll all of your dice. Uh-huh. If any of your red dice match your, well, in this case, gray dice, those dice are. The red ones removed. are bad and the gray ones are good. Yeah, if they match, they are removed. Okay, shit. However, if if you can't agree on the actual thing that happened in the mission, 
you get a Discord die. Mm. I will roll this at the end, and if any any dice match this die, you remove all of them. Oh, Ooh. shit. I'm okay with the current canon, personally. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so... I also like to think that in his panic, at, as a result of splitting his palm open, like, he ran over to you at, and, like, just started thrusting his hand into your face as if to say, fix it, fix it, fix it. No, I, I think his napkin thing is fine, it's just that yeah. he wasn't supposed to bring those. Okay. There are certainly, it's like, please, there are compact, and any good gentleman should have these handkerchiefs on hand for such an emergency. Mm. Well, uh, if you were a little bit more careful, perhaps there wouldn't need to be an emergency. Yeah. All right. Well, continuing on in the reports, it uh, says here that uh, that uh, Tex, uh, you managed to distract the villains long enough to, to ensure the destruction of the moon laser. Can you explain how uh, how that happened? Um. So now, uh, Sir Ford, sunglasses. Yeah, bro. Like, totally. Like, so I, like, went down there, and I, like, I saw, like, the moon rocks, and I was like, whoa, dude, bogus! But you know what's not bogus? It's pretending to be a little green man. So using the, uh, <clears throat> some of the, some of the bio slime from the lab, I coded my body and pretended I was, like, a total alien. And they all sat there and were like, Whoa, an alien! And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Which an alien means like, Hey, I'm an alien! Well, it seems that, that uh, this unusual boy uh, worked out well for you. Uh, very good job. R- righteous. Totes righteous to the max. Mm-hmm. Now, however, um, it seems that this gambit took up quite a bit of time um, seeing as, uh, you were unable to, uh, you're, you were too busy, uh, sorry, this says, making friends with the villains to replant Neil Armstrong's flag? Ah, oh, yeah, dude, bogus, like, like, I was, like, gonna go move it, and then, like, uh, they were like, why does an alien care about Neil Armstrong? And I had to be like, oh, which is like, I don't, I don't care about humans, and then I kind of through the flag, uh, in space. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I was the character! Yes, but the, it, you failed one of your mission objectives. Oh, it's heavy, man. It's real heavy. Now, the reports don't seem to say anything about, um, your secondary objectives four through six. Would someone like to explain what happened to the emergency supplies? Ah, yes, that. So, as we were attempting to get Mr. Remy into the vents, and while Mr. Maverick went off to distract the various things, I had Please, Mr. Maverick's my dad! (laughs) I tasked myself both with sabotaging the moon laser, and then once the immediate threat was out of view, ensuring that the emergency supplies were delivered directly to... were delivered. Uh, would that be when you placed the bomb too close to the airlock and almost caused your team to be sucked out into space? I will admit there were some miscalculations in regards to the power of the explosives. However, I had also attempted to use the opportunity to clear the base of as many villains as possible. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the resulting, uh, resulting catastrophic airlock failure, 
some of the emergency supplies may have been sucked into the vacuum. However, the base was fully eradicated of villain personnel due to that uh, bit of improvisation. Right. Uh, speaking of personnel, um, what is the status of Dr. Mond? Well, I believe that your handling the scientists was your responsibility, was it not, Mr. Remy? I mean, perhaps that uh, particular detail. Uh, I mean, if you're going to mention it, I suppose I could talk about what happened with Dr. Mon. Get to the point, Remy. All right, all right. Um, um, basically, the fop over there gave me a boost. I went back into vents and things like that. I found, uh... Dr. Mond and his office all tied up, however, at the sight of seeing the nubile, blood-covered Frenchman wriggling out of the vents, and, uh, basically, he might have, uh, started freaking out, so in order to... Bro, he had a fucking heart attack! I suppose he might have gone into minor cardiac arrest. <laughs> Um, I suppose that, uh, despite my training, I was unprepared to administer medical attention. I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm a secret agent! Alright, so, basically, um, I guess I took my spacesuit, put it on him, and then, you know, found the rest of the scientists and had them basically piggyback him back to the shuttle. While I might have been left behind without a space suit of my own to get back to the ship, but I mean... Look, I was prioritizing the man, okay? Yes, and by the time the scientists were able to get Dr. Mond out of the space suit and administer medical attention, he was dead. Look! Alright, so we didn't have 100% success when it on this mission. whoop the do big freaking deal! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I suppose that deserves a pet up to die. Uh, really glasses? Well, actually, I would say the percentage was way below 90%. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tex, would you shut up already? I mean, actually, speaking of, um, it said in your initial report, Remy, you said that you did, what was it, 85% of the, uh, of the work, and you should have 85% of the credit for this mission. Yeah. Now, counting down, it looks like you, um, you did, uh, two secondary objectives. Uh -huh. Um, failed three, and, uh, what happened with the base's software update, exactly? Well, actually, um, we were able to upload the correct software, um, all in thanks to, um, me befriending the head scientist of Villain and convincing him to join our side. By my calculations, that means that I was the one who completed... What was that? What was that? One out of seven, at least. You, so, you befriended a Villain scientist and then allowed them to upload software that Villain had in their possession for a long period of time. Has anyone checked their security to ensure that Villain didn't provide a backdoor Trojan in the wonderful software package you gave them? An excellent question. Well, um... But my calculations! <laughs> Calculators falling out of sleeve and <laughs> pockets. Oh! Check. Text. Text. What exactly were you doing this entire time? 
Well, I was ensuring... Well, you see, after I'd managed to play... Wait, did he not get it what die for killing the scientist? No, he did. Oh, he did. Okay, sorry. Well, after the bomb exploded and the sabotage, I went back to the rendezvous point to attempt to try and make sure everything. At which point, I am being flooded by a group of 37 scientists, the likes of which are screaming about a blood-covered Frenchman. I had to do everything in my power to keep them calm. And not to mention the alarm bell started ringing and Villain was suddenly aware of our presence. As, well, obviously things had uh, popped off, I believe is the common parlance. I was able to keep the scientists calm long enough to get them onto the ship. Unfortunately, by the time I realized that one of them was uh, in a spacesuit and was Dr. Mond, it was too late. But it was within, but I was necessary, absolutely crucial in ensuring that the scientists did not panic in getting to the ship and leave prematurely. Good job. Thank you. Alright, well, um... It seems that that's everything on my report. So, let's take a look at your overall performance. Did we all get, uh, like, two commendations and three uh, penalties? No, Chris only got one penalty. <laughs> it's almost like both. neither of you chose, uh, chose Chris to, <laughs> Damn. to be your negative in a report. Well, I was hoping that we, team, I'm hoping that I could somehow play this against it, but evidently I should have just dog-piled on the Frenchman. Alright, so, <clears throat> uh, everyone may roll their dice. Okay, those cancel. Oh no! Cancel. Oh no! I have one commendation and two penalties. I have one commendation. Uh, you don't need to worry about penalties, you only need to worry about remaining commendations. Okay. I have one. Alright. I have a four. I have a two. Sorry, I have, I have a two. Two and a four. That was the, the number of dice, not the face. Uh, no, the face matters. Uh, oh. The number of that face. Oh no, Remy's gonna get the medal. Ah! <laughs> well, so I'm just gonna read this verbatim. Okay. Uh, so in the event of a tie, if two agents both have uh have the same number, the number of high highest results should break it. But you still have the same number. So yeah. in the event there is still a tie, uh, the total number of remaining commendations will. Break it. In the event there is somehow still a tie, all agents should be accused of collusion and <laughs> handed over to Hero Department Internal Affairs to be dealt with permanently. So. No! Uh, well. Just wait until Mother hears about this! You'll all be out of your jobs! As I say as I'm dragged from the room by two men in black suits. Uh-huh. Hats are falling off as, as I'm being pulled away. Each hat is different. Like, it's, I'm changing accents so quickly it's incomprehensible now. <laughs> Alright, so, but Rem, because of your outstanding skill going above and beyond what is truly embodied by the best uh, hero has to, op- ha- has to offer, you have done so well that you are too competent for low-risk missions like these. Huh? Uh, your clearance has been upgraded to Omega-7, huh? and Remy was then black-bagged and dragged off to his top-secret training facility deep in international waters. For the next two years, he will be physically and mentally broken down and rebuilt into a deadly efficient black ops machine. Upon graduation, he will be sent on the highest priority missions imaginable, which coincidentally happen to be the missions with the highest potential lethality. And ah. unfortunately, he's the only Frenchman who has ever achieved Omega-7 clearance, and he is forced to forever deal with an international team. <laughs> Fuck! Nobody wins! Everybody loses. Yep. Yeah. So officially, there's a uh, list of results. Mm-hmm. 
Um, last place is removed from the. Uh, is considered a traitor. Uh, a too too big of a risk to keep around. A liability. The actual leads are aiming for is second. It gets you the corner office. Oh. <laughs> Like getting second place in Mario Kart and avoiding the blue shell. Yes. Yeah. But um, that was uh, a very quick game of Mission Accomplished. Ah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we did it right, but I hope we did it well enough. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we were able to do the game credit. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I'd be down to try this again sometime. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. Well, and um, we'll see you uh, all next time. Yeah. Thanks Bye. for joining us for a bite-sized episode, everybody. Have a good night. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.